Welcome, dear listeners, to another chilling episode of Creepy Creatures. Today, we delve into the murky depths of English folklore to uncover the sinister tale of Black Annis. Also known as Black Agnes or Black Anna, this boogeyman figure has terrorized the countryside of Leicestershire for centuries. Picture this, the haunting countryside of Leicestershire, where Black Annis is said to lurk in the shadows. A blue-faced hag with iron claws, her appetite for human flesh, especially that of children, sends shivers down the spines of locals. Legend has it that Black Annis resides in a cave in the Dane Hills, with a gnarled oak tree guarding the entrance like a twisted sentinel. As the night falls, Black Annis emerges, seeking unsuspecting children and lambs to feast upon. What's more terrifying is that she's not just a flesh-eating fiend, she's also a skin-wearing monster. She has a penchant for tanning her gruesome trophies, hanging them on the very tree that guards her cave, and wearing them around her waist. But that's not the end of the horror. Black Annis is said to reach inside houses with her iron claws, snatching people from their beds. Parents warn their children to behave, telling tales of Black Annis lurking in the shadows, ready to pounce. <laughs> the cottages in Leicestershire were designed with small windows, a deliberate attempt to thwart Black Annis. She was also known to hide in the branches of her oak tree, waiting to leap upon unsuspecting prey. When Black Annis ground her teeth, the eerie sound warned villagers, prompting them to secure their doors and retreat from windows. Her distant howl, audible up to five miles away, or eight kilometers, triggered a macabre ritual. Cottagers would fasten skins across their windows and use protective herbs to ward off the malevolent creature. But where does the legend of Black Annis originate? The earliest known written reference to Black Annis originates from an 18th century title deed that identified a parcel of land, referred to as Close, as Black Annie's Bower Close. The initial volume of Country Folklore, 1895, published by the Folklore Society, explicitly brings attention to two title deeds from May 13th and 14th, 1764. The Black Annis figure has multiple potential origins. Some, like T.C. Lethbridge, suggest Celtic mythology, specifically based on Danu or Anu, or it could be rooted in Germanic mythology. In his 1917 book, Myths of Crete and Pre-Hellenic Europe, Donald Alexander Mackenzie proposes that the legend may trace back to the mother goddess of ancient Europe, conceptualized as a devourer of children. Mackenzie draws parallel between Black Annis and various deities, including Kali, to the Greek goddess Demeter, Labartu in Mesopotamia, and the Egyptian Isis Hathor and Neith. Some theories propose that the legend might stem from a collective memory of sacrifices to an ancient goddess during the archaeological hunting period. Additionally, the oak tree at the cave's entrance is suggested as a common site for local meetings. In his book, The Triumph of the Moon, A History of Modern Pagan Witchcraft, Ronald Hutton contradicts prevailing theories. 
He argues that the Black Annis legend finds its roots in a real person, Agnes Scott. Agnes, a late medieval anchoress, or by some accounts, a Dominican nun caring for a local leper colony, was born in Little Antrim. She lived a life of prayer in a cave in the Dane Hills, and was buried in the churchyard of Swithland. Hutton posits that the memory of Scott transformed into the terrifying image of Black Annis, either to instill fear in local children or due to the anti-Anchorite sentiment stemming from the Protestant Reformation. During the Victorian era, Agnes Scott's story became entangled with the goddess Anu, creating confusion. T.C. Lethbridge furthered this connection, asserting that Annis personified the great goddess in crone form, sparking interest among Wiccan groups. The link between Black Annis and Agnes Scott predates Hutton, and includes details like the gravesite and cave, documented in the Leicester Chronicle on February 26, 1842, and reprinted in the first volume of Country Folklore, 1895. Many of the modern conceptions of Black Annis were popularized in a poem by John Hayrick, given in full in Country Folklore. Here is an excerpt. Tis said the soul of mortal men recoiled, to view Black Annis's eye, so fierce and wild. Vast talons, foul with human flesh, there grew, in place of hands and features livid blue. Glared in her visage, whilst her obscene waist, warm skins of human victims close embraced. Not without terror they the cave survey, where hung the monstrous trophies of her sway. Tis said that in the rock large rooms were found, scooped with her claws beneath the flinty ground. In an unsettling twist, Black Annis was also believed to take the form of a monstrous cat. Local rituals included a drag hunt with a dead cat soaked in aniseed, symbolizing the end of winter. This custom, held on Easter Monday or Black Monday, led from Annis's bower to the mayor's house, but faded away by the 18th century. Another eerie tradition tells of Black Annis, now in the form of Cat Anna residing in the cellars beneath Leicester Castle. Legend speaks of an underground passage connecting the cellars to the Dane Hills, a shadowy route where she would swiftly run. As the sun sets over Leicestershire, the legend of Black Annis continues to cast a long, unsettling shadow, reminding us that in the dark corners of folklore, nightmares come to life. Join me next time for another bone-chilling episode of Creepy Creatures, eerie folklore from around the world. Until then, stay vigilant, and may the shadows never claim you. <laughs>